close your eyes Leave all your troubles behind Yes, it's fine Come kick it with me in my imagination In my imagination Well, sometimes my mind Play these tricks on me sometimes And I find that my mind Climbs higher than it should climb My imagination I'm contemplating Hesitating On exploitation My mind Wish you find In time I will find They will shine When they won't shine You can Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Run, Repeat Episode 13 The Average Running Podcast For Average Runners By Average Runners LOL <laughs> Um, nearly a full house tonight. Wax is supposed to be joining us, but we've got the two Barden brothers, Nathan and Fraser, in the house. Yes. Good to see you, boys. And also the Spartan Sparling is in the mix as well. Myself, Woolly. We've um, had a pretty good week all around. Um, Nathan been recovering from his mar- uh, trail marathon, and um, the rest of us have been uh, really getting stuck in. How you all feeling, boys? Yeah, good. good. Who wants to start off? What about you, Nate? Because you're sort of in recovery mode, aren't you, from the from the marathon? Yeah, so um, I left it. Um, I was a bit uh, ginger Monday, Tuesday. Probably my legs were their worst. Uh, quads and adductors, that's the inner thigh. Um, and probably just from running differently, going up and down the hills and... And, so, and my shin muscles are still really short. The front, you know, so the anterior, uh, the tibialis anterior is um, is sore. So um, uh, I think that's from the angle of the feet going up and down the hills. Um, Wednesday, I, I uh, strapped on the trail shoes and did a, a 10K trail run. So I was pretty happy with myself in that. Um, Thursday, day i didn't run but friday i did 10k on the new my purchase of the week was a hundred dollar treadmill Woo-hoo. Yes. And, uh, it's the same brand as phrases you not as good but it's working good you know it's a, it's a, a belt. For hundred it's a bucks it's going it's going really good everything it's on the great. program works like the it's all in good works. condition still it's all in good condition yeah, yeah. mate's just Why been not? like the guys uh guy used to play football against fraser and his wife uh I had it when using it and then stopped using it. It's just sitting in there, sitting in the, um, it needs a bit of tweaking. It's creaking a bit. So I just got to get some oil in some places and that grease it up. Maybe um, I did 10 K on that Friday night and that took that. You can't seem to go as fast as you would on the road. And, but anyway, I was glad to just get the 10 Ks in the legs yesterday morning park run. And um, that ended up being 10 K, but I did struggle, struggle a bit um with that that was against that was against tick, tick woolly too so what's the score now mate oh yeah well, he's not count, it, that should be six three but he said he's not counting it because i've just done an ultra marathon six days prior so you run pretty good considering you just run a marathon yeah Bloody 22 oath. 15 yeah. um but um yeah you know, i was like it was good just to get out there and just run i haven't done a park run for ages so it was just yeah. really good to get get your legs turning over 
Um, and then this morning I've done a 5k on the concept two and then 5k on the treadmill and then some weights. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty nice. happy with that. Yeah. So Mate, that, that good, good, I reckon you'll, track. you'll use that treadmill loads, especially coming yeah, into winter. This week, if it's good, it's going to be wet this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. I might get on it and just try and do 5k every morning. I'd be interested to see like if I do 5k in the morning, 5k in the evening, is that, is that as good for you as doing 10k all at once? Mm. Would you? Mm. Not sure. Well, you're kind of breaking it up. So you're at least getting the k's in your legs. You're just probably yeah. not getting that strength that you would from doing that, it there all is in a, one. I've read a bloke at work, Rob, he's probably listening to this podcast. He, he always, he said before that if you do a run in an evening, say like 10K, then do a run in the morning of 10K, it's like the equivalent of doing the 20K run sort of all at once type thing because you're not getting that proper recovery. Without yeah. the damage. Like all 24 hours or 36 hours or something that you might need. Yeah. So, Definitely a safe yeah. way to get your K's up without sort of. Well, I might go and I might, I might tomorrow morning just get up and do 5K on it. Yeah. And then um, see how I feel in the afternoon. Might go and do a 10K or something. Or the really good same. benefit of the treadmill is so like a very low impact because of the suspension systems they've got. So you're not, you're not impacting yeah. any joints. So, yeah. Yeah. The pretty yeah. good. Uh, it's the one I've got is real like good suspension and yeah. that. Yeah. On it. But sometimes you just feel like sometimes I feel like I can't be fucked just to go out on the road for a run. I'm just going to go on the treadmill. And even though it's quiet near me, the next road over, if I go on the road, uh, there's no footpath. So I have to run down the, the grass verge and it's crappy. And then you have to worry about the cars coming yeah. down. And they do, it's 80k an hour down that road. Mm. You only need someone not concentrating, come off the side of the road. Yeah. You know, and if I'm running, you know, like the, even this time of day, I've got the headlamp on now. And so if mm. I go on the other side of the road where the car's coming towards me, they're going to go, what in the hell is there a white light on my side of the road? It scares him. So I have to run on the, the side of the road's coming, but then you can't always see the traffic. And then you sort of like, oh, what happens if he just comes over a bit and clips me if he's come, got a car, a big truck coming the other way? All these things go through your mind. You go, oh, like, mm. um, maybe I'll just go for a trail run. I'd rather go for a trail run with the headlamp on, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because the only thing I'm going to get run over by is a kangaroo. Uh, <laughs> rather than snake. down the road with the headlamp but yeah well like i did like i did on bloody wednesday mate i trod on a black snake and lucky he was only he was only about as thick as like my finger or thumb but he was about two foot long and i just went oh i realized what it was i had the headlamp on i went oh and i just took an extra leap but as i leaped i scared him and he went towards my feet and then i was like oh fuck, fuck, fuck. he was fo- he was like following me and then realized he ran off the side of the road but i thought cool if he'd been any bigger it could have been a uh, oh, bit. bit of trouble. I was like, fuck, I was a, over a K from home. So I think, mm. shit, what happens if you have to tourniquet my leg um, and just sort of like shuffle home and not hopefully it doesn't spread to the venom, yeah. don't spread too much. Right, just run it off. No. Yeah, run it off. <laughs> yeah, so I was, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too worried about snakes, but I swear that I've, I've come across a few over the summer, last, just gone. And I swear I've got headphones in and you're running along looking at the ground thing. And is that a, and, and instantly sort of negotiating whether it's a, a, a twig or a branch or something on the ground. Yeah. And then it moves yeah. and you go, Oh, and, and a squeal comes out. I'm sure I'll squeal away with the headphones on. <laughs> Even, and I'm glad there's yeah. no one around, but, but yeah, I, it, just, um, it just comes well, I, out. I um like lucky we don't have the rattlesnake. Cause I think the rattlesnake, you haven't got long if you get hit by one. Nah. Yeah. 
But if you um, lease with like a brown or black, uh, red belly black, you could take your t-shirt off, torn a K above it and like immobilize yourself. You've got Mark, oh, massage Mark rings. You've got like, you'd have, you could probably last a day if you torn a cage your leg yeah, uh, and just stop moving. It's the you compression that stop stops it. it from spreading. Hey, and you reckon you can press just above the bite, stop it yeah. rising. Yeah. So, um, you gotta stop it from getting to your heart. Yeah. 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 Cause uh, it goes through your lymph system and then everything's like, yeah. down you got your, you got your $50 socks, mate. You're prepared for every snake bite. I don't think they're bite. <laughs> I wasn't wearing them. I wasn't <laughs> wearing them. You don't want to. <laughs> You're ready for any tourniquet. Mate, well, unless you have my belt on, so I could use that as well. Double up the belt and then use the t-shirt. Wrap that around my leg. Just quickly go. for a, a snake story, because yeah. I'm sure that like overseas listeners would be, um, they'd be like thinking that Australia is just the land of dangerous animals, and it, it really is. But I was it running is. off probably a year ago, and we'd had like heavy rain, but it was dry, and I was running down near a creek near home on a footpath. And as I was running towards like a street light, I saw like it was probably 10 meters in front of me. And I thought, is that a stick? And you know, you, like what you just said, Steve, you're thinking in your mind, is that a stick or is that a snake? Is that a stick? And as you get closer, it just started moving. So I like quickly hit the brakes and I stood there like having a face off with this thing. It was covering the whole path. So it was a pretty big snake. And I like stomped my feet a couple of times and it just, it didn't move. And I thought, oh, oh man, how am I going to get over this thing? Because if I hurdle it, like you said, Nate, they kind of jump and you can get tangled up in your yeah. legs with them. And um, so I was like looking around on the floor and it was really dark. And I was like, man, I'm going to grab that stick and I'll just shoo it away with the stick. And as I went down to pick up the stick, it started slithering and it was a snake. So I was just <laughs> like, oh, I'll piss off. Like, yeah, no. I, um, no. I just tiptoed out of there. Basically, I was so, it was, I think, yeah, I reckon that the rain, any snakes that live in the creek, when it rains really heavy and the waters come up, might go there for they might go there for water or go there for 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 something to kill. I think that they're feeding off the rats and stuff there, and and when the water level rises, I think they sort of come up to drier ground. That's my yeah. theory. I don't know if there's any truth to that, but I've just found Some that when we have heaps of rain around here, you'll find loads of snakes on the footpaths. Well, well, actually, um, our old running coach, Terry Morris, I don't know if he is listening, but, uh, and his son, Blake, used to run with us, a bit older than us at GC Avionics. Now, I chat to Terry via email, so I might send him the link to this, but he actually was gardening uh, a few years back, and he got bitten by an, now, the only snake we have in England, had in England adder. Was adder. Yeah. He got bitten by an adder, and he went in and saw his wife, Maureen, and said, oh, I've just been bitten by an adder, and she says, well, you better get off to hospital because uh, they're dangerous. And he got in a bit of strife. Like, I don't know if they called an ambulance or what it was, but um, yeah, he had to, he was in a bit of trouble from, from that bit him like he was gardening. So, um, you know, but we have like out of the top 10 deadliest snakes in the world. We have nine of them here in Australia. Remember that time when I was, when I was first over on holiday and we we're driving oh. back in your mum and, that dad's old barina just from i just when as soon as you said it i thought about it yep yeah yeah and we then drove over that snake it blew the tire well yes so we were i'd pick out a mate so i picked him up in his old barina and it was just a shit box wasn't it 
So little tiny some- wheels on it. Real little tiny skinny wheels. Yeah, driving back out to Steve's out of Bunya. Like it's pitch black. Come around this corner, I've got the full beams on. Come around this corner, there's a massive snake virtually covering the whole road, isn't it? It's about two and a half meters long. Yeah, it was I mean, Fuck it, I'll just run over it. We had no, so, we had nowhere yeah. to go, eh? Yeah, we ran over it. Then all of a sudden, there was a gudung, 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 like in the wheel arch. So I thought, shit, the snakes like caught up in it. Fuck. <laughs> so we pulled over, so over. We didn't have any torches or anything, did we? Like that. And it was like, I, Steve, I said, Steve, you get out. You can have a look. <laughs> it was like, and we both got out. We're both like looking like like poking at the tire and stuff or having a look, couldn't see anything. So we turned around, went back to where we just run over the snake and still hear kadung, kadung, kadung. But then we saw this snake like going off into the bush. So I'm sort of, what the fuck's that noise? Is it part of the snake or what? So anyway, so we, we went down, we, we had a look, what it done, it ripped the treads yeah. off half of the tire. So it was the tread that was going around in the wheel arch going yeah, like, black on hell. So we thought, oh, fuck. So we had to change the tyre in pitch black. And the tyre, the spare tyre, was flat and bald anyway. <laughs> but at least it had some tread on it. <laughs> so we did that yeah. in, the middle, in the middle of nowhere. I put that on and then just like drove home, eh? Didn't have the, the, thing, the thing is, the, the, the barina was only small. It obviously didn't have enough weight to kill the snake because it just slithered <laughs> off. Yeah. Probably give it a oh, headache. Just all, but... just all muscle, man. Yeah. You can't crush them, yeah. Oh, yeah I think that, yeah, they tense themselves up, didn't they? Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, that was yeah. that was my little encounter. And it was funny because Daniel um, Bunin said, do you ever come across any snakes in your, your run? And I was like, no, never, never. And um, it's usually because I'm running around these horses and that. And so the horse is usually there, hoofs on the floor. Is that is that enough vibration to keep? keep the snakes uh, away it scares them off but there i go then i happened to be on the road as i was coming coming home but anyway that was my week so there we go yeah. how's steve uh woolly how's your um, how's your prep going for the marathon yeah good really good i've um i've had another good week i want to um yeah everything's going good but i don't want to say too good because i don't want to jinx myself but um yeah monday i I worked all day Monday, even though it was a public holiday with, um, I worked with wax He's helping me on a uh, job there. And we finished that. And then we run 10 K when we got home and I think it was 55 minutes. It's nice and easy. So, so on Tuesday, um, the program had Mona Fartlek and, uh, with like a whole range of different paces and stuff. Um, but I somehow, I programmed it into the Garmin app and sent it to my phone. And I've missed, I've missed something because when I was actually starting one of the recoveries, it actually started a, the next like hard rep. So that sort of threw me out, but I did, I got through the session pretty good. I hit kind of all the paces that I had to, but that did throw me off a bit. So I've got to change that workout in the Garmin app and re-upload it. What, what is the mono fartlet, Steve, people that don't know? Um, well, it's a legendary workout that like people do all over the world. It's over pretty quickly, but it's um, two, two lots of 90 seconds. So like you go on and then off and then four lots of 60 seconds. So there's like on, off, on, off. So what and pace then, you do the off? 
So the 290 seconds was at 5K race pace. So then for you me, do that's 90, basically flat So you do 90 stick. seconds at race pace, and then yep. you, what's the rest after it? The rest was at marathon pace, so that's also 90 oh, seconds. Not easy. Right, and then you, so you do 90 <laughs> second hard, 90 second at uh, marathon pace. pace. And then 60 seconds hard. At 3K Six. pace. And then, and then 60 seconds at marathon pace. And yeah. then and then it drops down to 30. So you got four times 30 and then four times 15. So by the end What's of it, your you're marathon just, race pace. How many K and out? What how many minutes? Sub 415. So like sort of 412, something like that. 412 so K. Rest is really not much of a rest. Like it's pretty That's a rest. hard. <laughs> I'll put I'll put a link to the actual monofartlek in the um, in the podcast. Uh, there's a there's a, a Radcliffe um, fartlet thing as well, isn't there? Yeah, you know, Paul Radcliffe one that he used to do for marathons, isn't it? Yeah, I've never heard of that it. one. It's yeah, a decreasing yeah. one. Yeah, it starts off with the first set, and then you take that away, and it decreases each time. So you go to the rest. So the first one, you lose the first one, which is the longest, and you go to the next one down and then you lose that the next rep. So you slowly go from five intervals down to four to three, but you repeat the same intervals. You just lose the longest one. Yeah. So that's how it that works. There's another famous one in there that like they've been doing for many, many years. I think you do like the boys at inside running podcast talking about it. It's like you can set someone like if someone can do it. Uh, I think you just keep going until you, you can't go anymore. Is it like it might be 60 seconds on 60 seconds off or Two is it yeah. like four hundred on two hundred off four hundred on two or something like that? I don't know what it is. It's a real legendary one which everyone puts as a benchmark. Then you do four hundred on, or you start the four hundred off first, then you go the four hundred on, and then mm. four hundred off, four hundred on, four hundred off, and you keep doing that. Like, um, but I think you might have to increase the pace. Of, I don't know. I think mm, work that might be um, might be Deke's quarters. I'm not yeah, sure. that's the one. Yeah, yeah Deke's quarters. Yep, 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 yep. And Costello, isn't it? Also, um, the host Moose, he's got his own Moose Fartlek, which is really popular as well. Yeah, so there's a few that are really popular around the world. Um, Moose Fartlek, Mono Fartlek, there's a few of them. But yeah, the Mono Fartlek's good because it's over pretty quickly and um, it's not too much suffering. But yeah, you feel your, your lungs are just, you know, because you're just going pretty much flat out on the ons that you yeah, really cleans the pipes out that's for sure but yeah so i got through that don't know what i did with the watch i've obviously programmed it in wrong i've missed an off or something but i'll sort that out then uh so wednesday i went to the gym um even that was positive like I, i've upped the weights on everything i was doing so um i'm feeling a bit stronger there uh, that's sort of holding me together and then thursday night i went to striders and we did the, uh, it's, they call it the out and back run, just basically run out for 25 minutes and back for 25 minutes. And it's a really hilly run through sort of like Eaton's Hill way. And I run that with um, Peter Lewis and uh, a couple of the blokes. And we ended up running 10K doing that. That was good fun. We had a good laugh, good bit of banter. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, couldn't talk about it on here, but it was good fun. Um, <laughs> Friday, we did, uh, I did 30 minutes easy. And then um, Saturday was like a marathon session. So I met all the, the boys from the Striders out at um, uh, 
Sandgate early in the morning. They ran 25K, but I only did um, 20K. And uh, we run like five-minute Ks on the button. Peter Lewis kind of leading the group again. He, he can just – you tell him a pace and he'll just run that pace and won't, won't make a – won't put a step out of place. So we run 20K. Well, I run 20K, five-minute Ks. And then we, we finished with about five minutes left before like park run started. So I quickly um, changed shoes, put the alpha flies on. And then, um, yeah, we did the Sandgate park run at, uh, um, it said on my program to run it comfortably hard. So that's what I did. And I run 1857 and I was pretty happy with that considering just run 20 K before it took a little while to get my legs moving. So it felt pretty stiff, but, um, yeah, happy with that. And then Sunday morning, I run at Sandgate with, um, wax and, Steve Sparling, we just did 10K nice and easy, which um, rounded the week out to just over 70K, I think. So another mm. good week building and building. So I'm happy with that. Just Definitely quickly, happy with that yeah. park run in, at the end of that long run. Yeah, you said you put on the alpha flies. Nathan has vapor flies. So what's, what's the go with those two varieties there? What's the, what are they meant for? Is one a marathon shoe, the other like a speed shoe? What's the, what's the go? It meant to help you run fast. Yeah, but which is which is for what? Well, I think they uh, use the vapor flies in all the marathons, don't they? Apparently, yeah. the elites will only use the alpha flies if they've got a really straight course with not too many turns, because uh. they're so the stack's so high that they're not very good for going around corners. So, like if you watch the um, the recent Olympic marathon, they all wore vapor flies because there was like lots of turns and twists and stuff like that but yeah if it's a long straight flat marathon most of them will pick the alpha flies and i think um it's really hard to choose between the two but i probably if i was going to really do an all-out park run try to run a pb i'd probably go the vapor flies but for anything over a half i reckon the um, alpha flies would be the pick Really yeah. just, be, just for the bounce you get like i just think it protects your legs a little bit have they got more cushioning steve with the pods as well or yeah. are they yeah, yeah? Oh, yeah they're literally like so bouncy and springy yeah and um yeah they're just a bit awkward because they are so high and so bouncy like they're just they feel a bit awkward but oh like after i run the uh, the 20 car running those adidas boston 10s which is like my favorite shoe at the moment but once I took them off and put the alpha flies on, oh, it was, yeah, so much better. It was yeah. so much better. And everyone did that. Peter Lewis, um, Glenn, uh, Kim Dingwell, um, all from the Striders. Actually, I don't think Kim changed shoes, but everyone changed shoes and um, put their uh, paper flies on and stuff. And everyone said the same thing, made it so much better. I should say on yeah. that 20K run, me and um, Kim just talked about like Sasha and Digweed for an hour, an hour and a half. Like, yeah, he was, um, he was right into his night clubbing and DJing and that back in the day. And so it was cool. We were just talking about um, all the old gigs and that that we used to go to. It was pretty cool. I was listening to Sasha Digweed, Northern Exposure on the Spotify in the car the other day. Oh, just, man, timeless, eh? Just 
probably one of the best albums ever made. What's that? Northern Exposure. Oh, yeah. He's come out every year, didn't it? Well, they had one and two, and then they had Expeditions, but I think that number two is the best. Both awesome. Just, just like how they made those albums. Like we're kind of going off topic here, talking about music, but how they made those albums back in that that like time, it was just like as if they come from the future. It's amazing. It's not off topic. It's still party running. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you if you listen, yeah, I don't listen to music when I run, but yeah, um, yeah loads you know, of people so. do. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people now are using the new, rather than put the, the earphones that go in your ear, the ones that play off the bone and you still hear it the same mm. uh, or very similar. But you can also hear everything else yeah. coming in, like if you're near traffic or, yeah. you know, those drop bears, uh, if you're trail running and that, so, and those killer kangaroos, those boxing kangaroos, yeah. yeah, rattlesnakes. What if you hear a nags, they play music for them and, yeah. and the friends. <laughs> What about you boys? Have you done much running, Fraser? Fraser? Yeah, I did a few runs. Um, I had the boys this week, so we caught so um was it Monday? Uh, Wednesday. Uh Sammy was soccer training and then so I just went for a run with Lucas, a few laps around the soccer fields and stuff. Yes. A few of them. And then um I did the same on Thursday when Lucas was training. And then one of those nights I got back and then just did a few more Ks on the treadmill and stuff. Um, but yeah, most of the stuff's been on treadmill. I think I did about 30 Ks or odd this week. Been to the gym a couple of times and that as well. And had a soccer game Friday night at home. So that I usually do about seven, eight K during a game of uh, soccer and that as well. So, mm. but yeah. Pretty tough on the legs planning boots as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the ground's not too hard at the moment, so it's not too bad. What about you, Steve? Oh, okay. Um, yeah. On um, Monday, being the public holiday, Daniel O'Hara that did the relay with us um, organised the run. He, he wanted to go and do just an easy trail out at Bullocky's Rest we spoke about earlier. Um, we did 10K out there. Um, when I got home, I wanted to do 90 minutes on that day, but he was keen just to stop at 10K, so I come home and... After I sorted a few th things out, I went out and just finished off the extra um, 32 minutes, which was end up being about 16 and a half K. Um, I had a rest day after that because I still still haven't healed properly. I don't know from my stack on um, Good Friday on that trail run, I still got a sore Achilles where I bashed it against whatever cut me open. Um, I spoke to Drop Steve there, mate. Today. I just got yeah from behind. You didn't see it in the dark. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I did a Steve special and did a full flip. I don't know what I hit. I just hit something and it, and it cut my ankle over. I think it was just a small branch or something of the tree. And it was up pretty high too because I'm so tall. I was flying through the air. So, But, um, yeah, it cut me open. And at the same time, I bashed that Achilles the, the real, just behind where your shoe touches really. So just above that. So it's in a really awkward spot. And it kind of rubs on the sock and also the, the, the shoe box of your the real the rear tab of your shoe so it kind of hasn't healed it's still hasn't dropped this the scab it's still on there from like what's that three weeks maybe three weeks yeah so i had a rest day and then wednesday did a 9k easy run just around here just to log up some extra mileage to see that and then i thought i'll i'll give it another rest day and just make sure everything heals up before park run 
So then come Friday, did a, a 10K easy run around home. Um, Saturday, I give Parker on a good belt. I did a, a, a lap warm up. Um, I just made it. And I was supposed to run with wax, but there's no way I was going to run out to uh, make it out and to Redcliffe in time. Um, so I end up. Yeah, wax doesn't leave Redcliffe, does he? No. no, I got to North Lakes at 10 to did one lap. I got back and then we walked over the start line and off we went. And I, I um, basically come across Nathan. Nathan was running there, um, which he mentioned earlier. And then Steve's dad, I, I come across him after Nathan. He was at, had about 100 meters on Nathan, I reckon. Don't rub it in. Don't rub it in. <laughs> Listen, he was only four meters ahead of me halfway around the first lap. By the end of the first lap, he'd maybe made that to eight. So, yeah. you know. He didn't, he didn't do an ultra trail marathon the week before that's, so that's, that's, that's it, fair enough that's so yeah I, I tailed him for a bit he didn't know i was there and and then with about a kilometer a bit to go i'll give it a little bit and pass him and he's oh bloody hell um doesn't like it when you pass him eh? the old fella and lucky so, yeah. he didn't try and trip you up or something mate i would have no but he actually he he said he tried to tow along and he got his fastest time for a long time he got um 21 minutes and one so almost 21 minutes so that's awesome good time so yeah I, I i just got under i think it was 20 minutes 54 so i was kind of happy with that and then um yeah and then today uh, i did a couple laps warm down end up being like 10k a day on saturday and then today i did 10k with steve and wax at it um sango it's a good run eh? we had a good chat about everything it's good running with everyone it makes it fly by eh? yeah yeah you can't beat running with a group eh? yeah so as you were saying you're talking to kim for what 90 minutes or something before you run on Saturday. Yeah, it just flew by, I guess. Didn't Same even thing. realize. How many Ks for the week? 20K. Uh, 55, I think. So, oh, yeah. Wax, Wax obviously went out today. I don't know. We mentioned that. Yeah. yeah, yeah Wax, sure. Wax did a run with us this morning and he, he said that was his biggest week. And I think he was on 52 or 53, he said during the run, if we did a 10K. So, we did that. It done and then 60. this afternoon, he went 60. out and did another six and a half to round it out to 60. So, his biggest week good for months. Yeah. yeah. Good week. I think that talked your dad out of him at the relays, Steve, is sort of giving him a bit of motivation. Put a rocket to get, up his uh, backside. Yeah. He's yeah, just exactly. like, right, well, do it now. Yeah. Like, you'll always you'll always regret it, I think, if you look back, oh, I should have done. It's like when I first, I did nine years ago, I did my first ultra marathon. I was 30, like six then. And that 30, or well, 37, yeah, 30, whatever. And if I just kept running and kept, training just imagine now what i'd have in the bag you know of runs and that and a lot i really i don't know why i stopped doing doing that and um so i'm i've given me the impetus to just keep keep it going now and that's why i probably i'm signing up for so many um uh of these runs um so, well you know like use it as a part training as well but uh if you're feeling all right and you're you're feeling fit then yeah. all you got to do is worry about the logistics and a bit of a uh, bit of crew support and um it yeah, just making sure that you can work out my sugars um, and everything if you're and not injured support. why not yeah yeah, yeah. Ooh, sure. another medal I've, I've also fast become the tech guy of the group um a lot of questions nathan asked how do i get this map on my watch so talk him through it oh he's a tech. i've got a photo yeah. actually of you looking at your watch at uh, a good one at the relay so i'm going to post that as tech tech guy so yeah, just cool. to, if everyone who listens they don't know um uh, all over the world we do have an instagram page so please go on there and follow that um 
We what is it at the moment? Eat, sleep, run podcast. Yeah, that was the only name that was available. Okay. So oh, yeah, same logo. Instagram. It is Eat, Sleep, Run podcast. Eat, Sleep, Run podcast. Yeah. Same you logo. See our triangle there. purple logo. Yeah. So go on there like that, um, and I've actually put a shout out on there. If anyone, um, probably easier if you're in Australia, but. I'm doing a little shoe experiment. I'm after a pair of old trail shoes, I need the tread off the bottom. So if anyone's got an old pair of trail shoes, they're going to throw away or looking to throw away and the tread's not completely dead, then save them and uh, get, we'll get them off you. Just message us on Insta and um, we'll, we'll get them off you. And we, we spoke about this last week, Daniel and I, so I think, so um, it's, it's something I keep going on about. Um, but yeah, if you've got the, um, if you've got an old pair of trail shoes, then um, let us know. Oh, whilst you just said that, I must say, the um, when I was exporting the first um, version of the of last week's episode during the interview, there was like an audio um, malfunction, glitch. glitch yeah, like it, it just started doubling up and echoing and all sorts. It only went for about a minute. But I actually deleted it and re-uploaded it. But I actually I did get a couple of messages for people saying that it was doing it on certain podcast players. So it should have fixed itself by now. But if that if you were one of them people, I'm sorry about that. It was um just a just a software malfunction. Fix. Yeah. yeah. This this tech guy has no idea how to fix that. Anyway, uh, we're gonna do. Well, we are gonna. We're looking at doing some social runs. But I just wanted to. I'll, I'll put the map up. I just want to let everyone know if anyone is in the North Brisbane area and they want to do a trail run next Saturday, I'm just going out to do 20k at Bunya Forest. It's not our first ever meet and greet, but I'm just going there. Yeah. I don't mind running trails on my own because I can go at my own pace. I don't have to feel like I'm trying to stick with someone. You know, if I want to stop and do up my shoelace and have a quick pee or go a bit slower, walk up a hill. Um, but um, I'm heading out to bunya forest uh the jinka track where a lot of mountain bike trails are next saturday i'll be there probably start my run maybe about seven o'clock for a couple of hours 20k so uh or just over so if anyone's interested in a bit of trail running out there there's some good fire trail and single track yeah so um just send us a message on there good, and we'll, uh, good trails out there see so yeah. they've only just opened up doing the park run out there at bunya have they? Yeah. I've only, only been doing it two weeks since the floods. Yeah. yeah. yeah Must have really time. messed up some of the track. Be interesting yeah. if they've graded it like they have at Inogra, um, and um, up that part of the forest. All, all the mountain bikers were still going in there, even though the tracks were closed. They were still going in yeah. there. Yeah. Biking. Yeah. Of course they will. Just whilst we're on the topic of um, park run, I'll just go through and read some um, some local results that are are pretty impressive. I'll, I'll do Redcliffe first. Redcliffe um, was won by Reese Chalmers in 1849, but in 10th place was our own Wax, Bradley Wax Cullen in uh, 2144, which is, it's not a PB for Wax, but that's a really good time considering he's run, I think, every day this week. So um, I thought that was a result worth mentioning. He's not here tonight. He should be, but he's um, he's out. Um Secondly, Kedron Park Run was won by Peter Bracken in uh, 1543. He's like the head coach of the Burt Squad. That's a fast time, but that's not really a um, 
a shock to see him run that quick. But the most impressive result on that um, day was second place was Brian Wilder. Now, Brian Wilder won the Mount Glorious Trail Race. Um, if you check my YouTube channel, I actually interviewed him about halfway through. He's um, age 50 to 55, I think. So he runs 16.07. Wow. Park run. <laughs> like it's a phenomenal time for his age. It gave him an age grade of 91.52%. I just thought that is, man, that's such a good time. 16.07, just behind Peter Bracken there. Um, so that was Kedron. And, um, but the most impressive like local parkrun result was um, David Sweeney at North Lakes Parkrun. He ran 17.07. He's in the 60 to 64 age group which gave him a 93.67 age grade and put him sixth in Australia for the age grade results. So mm -hmm. 60 Jeez. to 64 years and, and running nearly sub 17 minutes. Pretty awesome, eh? It's interesting. Um, you know, like when you see um, coaches that can do good times and my question might be out, shout out to, the, to, to our little crew. Um, if you said you were a, athletics coach and you've done an online athletics coaching course running course could you call yourself a coach running coach and if you could only do about 23 minutes for park run would you be able to legitimately say you had enough you only been running three years and you were calling yourself and you're online calling yourself a running coach do you think you'd have any credibility or is it a little bit like i think it's taking a piss of it you know? i don't know like it doesn't because you don't have to be an awesome athlete to be a good coach you know good coach. Derek, Derek Horahan my running coach back in England who passed away of cancer he um he wasn't a, he ran he wasn't a great runner but he was a fucking brilliant coach he coached Spencer up so but he he'd been coaching for years and years English and years level. Though, he? He, he but he, he had no qualifications he had no coaching courses how did he, he get just, into running coaching then just he just enjoyed it and he just like involved what yeah. knowledge of other people and all that and then he just he created his own sessions and stuff he used to have his little black book in the back all the times that you have to there's no internet then to research it was every it? 200 meters 300 meters 400 meters if you want to do a sub two minutes for 800 meters these are the 400 mm. you have 400s in everything in his little black book and he, i say come mm. spencer up to English international standard. Like I was up to like in English schools, and uh, he he wasn't a great runner. Mm. Yeah. Mate, look at um, no. Customato was um, Tyson's boxing coach. I don't think yeah. he'd boxed. Um, oh, I think he did his amateur, didn't he? I thought he was a good amateur. Mm, I don't think so. I don't, so. I don't think so, mate. I don't, I don't even think he'd been in the been in a boxing ring. I think no. it's just more if you've got a great interest in it. Um, then you know, what, what do they do for like personal trainers? You know, how how do you become a great personal yeah. trainer? Yeah, you know, there there is no personal trainer, like you know, job or you know, or you know, to be a, a qualification. You just yeah, but if you're a personal trainer and you looked like cut and everything else, you'd go, oh, they obviously know what they're talking about because they're actually walking walking the talk. Yeah, you know. Yeah. 
Like exactly. if you'd won, like yourself, Stephen, me, you won an Australian kickboxing title, you would say, well, they must obviously be fairly good at kickboxing. Like, um, doesn't mean you're going to be a great coach, but um, it, it gives you at least credibility to say, well, you know, I have an idea of what it's like to be there. If you're yeah. trying to coach someone, I think sometimes, you know, yeah, and it, there's always rules to rules to everything, but I think in today's day and age where you know there's lots of people if you want if you really want to stand out you've got to have like be like, like cj's running coach he did that boot triumphant in like four hours 36 minutes and i was like right that's great so you'd go well he was like i think he was fifth overall or something and you go well you know like yeah obviously you know what they're talking about and it uh, gives you that credibility doesn't it to go well if they can do it and they're doing something right it obviously everything comes down to genetics as well and you know obviously ability capacity to get there um but yeah i just think sometimes you know there's a lot of people going oh yeah i'm an influencer and oh yeah I'm, yeah i'm a you pt a heap, and you get a heap you know. of people like that who are, who are just doing it to just be around it or to just, just to be a part of it but it's like with tie boxing and boxing you get people that come in like that but they don't last like they just they're there until they get bored of it and then they're on to the next thing like it's yeah. yeah it's if you're staying around if you're staying around the sport long enough you'd be learning make a few mistakes don't do that again you know yeah, yeah it's i don't know it definitely would help Interesting. if you were being coached by a former olympian but then i don't oh, think yeah. you know it's not yeah. the be all and end all because oh, yeah. they're not all good athletes though go on to become coaches do they and i think they're missing there's a shame there because you've got some great obviously they're good but they probably said well listen i had a great coach as well which helped but i don't think or they don't have the uh they just don't have the inclination to go i want to go and coach people but i really enjoyed having my own kickboxing gym and coaching and coaching and training people um but it's not for everyone you know but i'm surprised more athletes don't do it though more um you know especially at, like in athletics, Don't I like look at um, Peter. Same as, same as like in football, like not all great players are going to yeah. be football. good manager. Like, I mean, there's only a few that are, like, um, you know, Steven Gerrard, Liverpool, you know, Aston Villa. They, you know, there's, there's not there's not many. Gary South, South it, some people that have done it, they haven't been any good at it anyway. Yeah. Um, Look at Peter Null. He's like, um, I think he holds the record for the amount of Australian um, champ steeplechase wins. He went to the Commonwealth Games, the Olympics. If I do yeah. bump into him locally, I'll I'll definitely get him to come up and, and sit next to me and do one of these shows. But he's pretty hard to get yeah. in contact with. But like, he was a phenomenal athlete, great runner, great bloke. And now has nothing to do with athletics or cross country or anything. And I, I always wonder, like, I wonder why, like sometimes I think people just get completely burnt out and they just want nothing yeah. to do with it anymore. Yeah. And it's like a lot of good, like, um, fleets just don't run anymore either just to, just for, for keep fit or fun. But then some people like us, we're running, 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 even though we've never become a, you know, like, uh, a, yeah champion like okay like steve and that you're winning park run and um and, and stuff but um we wouldn't call ourselves you know when we never won olympics or been to olympics or represented uh you know you know great britain or australia for for running but we just do it because we enjoy it and the, i think sometimes you get people 
who like your dad who just will run his whole life yeah. you know and um then you get some people who just and i think sometimes you like with us with kickboxing you do get a bit burnt out because you're just into it you're into it so intense such a high level that you can't always and you because you think oh, if i can't give it 100 percent and be like that anymore you don't give it anything at all yeah it's like spencer, spencer though like he he never raced ever again because he's not interested but he's still going out for a run yeah, and he's well, his whole he's life is still athletic. So. He won't ever, he'd never enter a race. You say to him, oh, you, he'd never, he'd never do the training. Yeah. Did um, did you see that link I sent through to the group earlier about the England age group masters teams? Yeah. yeah. Oh, if I was in England, I'd have a crack at that for sure, because the qualifying yeah. times are like semi achievable. I'm, I'd be pretty unlucky in my age group because I'm sort of like the older of that age. But um, I think for the half, I'd have to run 117 to qualify. And yeah, I reckon what happens I when you go that. to the next age group? Yeah, when you, well, when you go up to the next age group, it went to 123. So another year. Oh, wait a year, mate. You run a bit slower. And then, yeah, yeah I'm trying to find the actual times there. But well, why, why are you doing that? Let's, I was just going to do a shout because it's a great. Uh, race the results have uh, just come in from uh, america in arizona from the uh, flagstaff arizona from the coca donor i don't know if it's coca donor or coca donor 250 now that's 250 miles without stopping unless you dnf and the winner was uh, joe mccon mcconney and he did it in two days 11 hours and 31 minutes like fair play well done well done joe that's awesome if you're listening or you get to listen or someone knows him tell him to give us a shout and we'll um, have to have a chat with him on the show in third place and first woman annie hughes and she did it in 71 hours and 10 minutes that's just shy of three that's two days and um uh two days and 23 hours Wow, 10 minutes fair play but i really want to give a big shout out though to uh amazing athlete and that's amy palmiero winters who ran the whole race and um she's a um she's actually uh, only got one leg she's got a a blade um and an artificial leg looks like from about the knee down and she completed the 250 miles um, wow. and she carried as well an, an american flag on a stick with that as well as running with everything else with you know so what an achievement to even just make that distance but with um an artificial leg so um uh well done to her that was a, a great if you if you're listening amy if anyone knows amy then tell us give us a shout we'd love to chat with you on the show and just see how you how you uh, go about your training and see how she um, does it and that yeah just how do you how do you get through something like that like um what an, what an achievement it's um mm. it's uh i'll just so there I'll, we are that was some results there i'll quickly just rattle off these times so like if anyone in england is listening i mean i wish we would do something like this in australia but maybe we do i just don't know over 35 for men is the 5k time you got to beat is 16.50 then when you go up to 45 it goes to 18 minutes and then 1930 over 55 and then over 65 is 23 minutes and uh 
Oh, I'll do the How women because that's for 5K. Oh, 5K. That's for the, the 5K race. There's a five, a 10 and a half to, to represent England. And then yeah. um, in the women's, the 5K over 35 is 20 minutes. Um, over 45 is 21.45. Over 55 is 24 minutes. And over 65 is 28.30. So if you're in is the that UK. Track or road? That's on the road. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, like the 10K is, is it's all achievable as well. So um, what was the over 45 men's? For, for 5K? 5K? Um, yeah. 18 minutes. Oh, not going to happen. But if you're with the, the right training, you could do that. Yeah, I reckon Definitely. It's, yeah, it's achievable. Take your well, you six look at that time you sent me dedicating through. It. What was that 70 to 74-year-old age bracket? Did Was it how, how fast was that woman? Was it men's or women's 70 to 74 year old winner? Oh, well, 60 to 64 was David Sweeney, and that was 1707. Yeah, there was another one there. I thought you sent me another one, or someone did. Uh, that would have been like maybe two weeks ago. That was one of the guys who was like, No, at Lewis Park Reserve, yeah, uh, Belabed did, uh, and that's the 70 to 74 year old age group, uh, did 1951. Yeah. <sighs> Christ, that's we good. we read one of his results out a couple of weeks ago. He's yeah, just that's right. Machine. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the yeah. half time for my age, yeah, I'd have to run seventy-seven minutes thirty, which would be like a minute and a bit PB. But I could do that, yeah. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then, if I was to wait a couple of years, it drops to like eighty-three minutes, and uh, I think that's I'd right. do that comfortably, but. 123. Yeah. If only they did that for Australia, that would be good. Um, vast lately, I've vast become the, the tech guy of the group. Um, I helped Nathan put some maps on his watch for his trails that he'd done recently. His, um, his uh, Noosa Ultra Trail and the Brisbane Trail Marathon just nutted that out. Steve messaged me early in the week on Tuesday, just before his Mona Fartlek he did, um, asking how to, he just created it on his phone, but didn't know how to get it to his watch. So, um, and also um, back a few podcasts ago, we um, talked about putting the Parkrun barcode onto your watch. There's only a couple of watches. I know the Extinct Series 1 can't do it. Is that right, Nafe? Anything from the Extinct 2 upwards. Yeah. Can so do it. Can't do it. Can no, do it, can. Can do it. Yeah. And a lot of various ones before that can do it as well. It's just the extinct. The series one couldn't do it. Um, we got a link in the podcast this week that will show um the um Connect IQ shop where to find the app. Um, and also a demonstration from the guy that put the app in there, um, showing you how to actually load it onto your watch. But basically you just need to get Garmin um in the little menu down the bottom find appearances if you and it say get download connect iq once you get that app it links to garmin your garmin account you go in there and find the app it's actually called garmin barcode parkrun barcode the guy that put it up there is his name is gaster gasteropod that's the name of the developer <laughs> i'm assuming his name is john big because he comes up in his youtube videos john big and his name on the barcode is john big so it could be something to do with that but he basically run, runs it through you. You download the app. You go into settings and put all your information from your um, barcode that you already have from Parkrun. Go into settings and you put in your barcode. Um, 
that you already have from Park Parkrun has your name, a number starting with A for Australia with a, digits after it. And then you put in, in case of emergency, I've got my wife. So that's basically someone they can ring if you have an episode or we're all pretty healthy. I'm not sure anyone's going to have a, a stroke or a heart attack while we're running might, at the moment. Might do the Steve it, special it and uh, break your arm? It could happen at Parkrun. I hope not. Um, and then basically it sends it to your watch. So once it's to your watch, it's classed as a widget. You just got to add a widget to your front screen and then basically the up-down menu on your watch, it'll find it and you can relocate it to wherever you want. I, I have mine. So on the main screen, which is your time, I just press up twice and there it is. Um, once you press it, it comes up as your barcode that you have on your, your Parkrun card. And if you press it again, it creates a QR code, which is any phone that has a camera can read that. So that's how it's a lot easier for that for ones with smaller screens most, most of the later watches have a bigger screen than the older generation but the qr code's big on every watch it's easy to read and i haven't had any issues with that and i think no. a lot of people now that i've showed them they're using the qr code instead of the barcode so yeah pretty easy well, just um, have a look have a look in the link after the show or before the show whichever you prefer and have a look it'll show you how to do it it's very handy i wish i had it because on saturday i had to run back to my car to get my i forgot barcode tag halfway back to the car i realized i hadn't picked up my key and it was down at the park run table in there little i'm back up the hill um get it and then run back down you and tick were waiting for me to do the warm down yeah you're already so, done your warm down getting your keys and your barcode and whatever else yeah, yeah. oh it's so good you don't even like just so much easier than carrying the bit of paper around or I've, yeah, I've had no dramas with them scanning mine. It's they are allowing you to time. use your phone now though. Yeah. They are yeah. allowing you to use your phone, which is good. They didn't yeah. like it for a while, but now the, the watch is out. What's the matter? And it they they just, they, I did it once. They said, uh, they said, Oh, we don't, I said, it's all I've got. Yeah. So they did it and it worked. Yeah. They used anyway, to say, oh, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. But anyway, check it out. It's in, it'll be in the, um, the link under the in the podcast have a look and have and if you haven't got it already get it get onto it yeah yeah good stuff i'd love a, like a garmin watch i could take photos with so i could upload it to my strava because you know you're out and you go oh wow what a great sunset when you're running but you haven't got your yeah. phone with you um some of us amateurs who don't run with our phone i know fraser always runs or trail runs with his phone i probably should just in case they are yeah. interesting i will interestingly you know they they are adding certain things to the latest generation which will eventually go on to the watches that are the blow models um the new phoenix 7 it has a so all the other ones that have come out have a swipe screen so it's still got the basic buttons that yours phrases steve's watch they all have the up down the menu key the start stop re the lap reset right so and now you have a touch screen as well so you can avoid the buttons altogether but you still have a physical start stop button which everyone likes and as yeah. well as that, they've added a, a light, an LED bulb that changes color. So it's just a bulb that you can turn on. So when you're in the dark and you can't see anything, you can turn a light on to navigate around. Um, and also oh. while you're running a trail or doing a night run, it flashes like the bike lights are red. You can change it to red and it flashes. So while you're running, you've got like a, a light, like a tail light on a push bike. Yeah. It's on, it's on your wrist. So as you're running, obviously that goes up and down and, and people will be able to see that from behind or in front yeah that's a pretty cool thing now i don't know if many of our viewers are avid readers um but um i've i've got five books on the go at the moment and when i get bored with um with the one i might switch to another one and but um 
I'm really into my running books at the moment, and I've just uh, picked up from Booktopia. So if you uh, if you order over a certain amount, you get free postage. So and I think on your first order, you get free postage. So I got into it through work. They gave us a free voucher, and I got a got a book, Finding Ultra. It's okay. Um, I think the first half of the book um, is a lot better than the second half of the book, but it just have to you know not take out of it what you can. But I've just started reading um, Rise of the Ultra Runners by Adarand Finn, and he's a uh, writer at the uh, Financial Times, and uh, he was a marathon runner, and then got into ultra marathons. Um, they because he just got asked if he wanted to go to do a um, um, uh, an ultra marathon over six days, and he wrote about his journey there, which is the start of the book. But um, I, I really like the way he writes, and I'm actually like, he actually makes me laugh the way he writes. So I uh, sort of giggle away in certain times when I'm only a few pages in, and I found it quite uh, amusing. But if anyone uh, got any uh, book um, reviews or any recommendations, let us know. I think we've all, a lot of us have read like Ant Middleton's um, Zero Negativity and David Goggins' Can't Hurt Me. Um, and so, yeah, there's a few books out there. So um, that's, I'll definitely recommend uh, that cool. one. So, Fraser, you, um, you're usually reading uh, a book or two. Uh, what are you on at the moment? Yeah, I've just finished second Ant Middleton book. And at the moment, I'm reading The Art of Resilience by Ross Edgley. That one. And what's that? Like, and what's the background on that one? Well, he's like this, like, I think he was in the, um, in the S, in the forces and stuff. But he's like just a, an ultra athlete just does all these like mad, mad um, stuff and that. He's just like physical or mental um, yeah, stuff that he goes through. Yeah, send us through uh, yeah, recommendations. So I've just looked at, I've actually, um, I'm, I'm just looking now. The Brisbane Trail Ultra 110 is nine weeks away. So I've got eight weeks of, of training. I've written a little plan. Have you entered so that? This- is that the one you entered? Yeah, and oh, now okay. I've gone. Oh no, what have I done? You got nine. And I'm weeks. sure I'm going to stand at the start line, and I'll be shitting myself, going, "What have I done?" Because it's 116 kilometers, and we just found out, thanks to Steve Sparling, that when you finish at Kangaroo Point, you have to go up the 107 oh. steps at Kangaroo Point after finish after like a, about 115th k, and it's almost like one step per kilometer to get to the finish so i'm like oh so i'm gonna be starting in the dark finishing in the dark july would be winter and you wouldn't want to be in a sprint finish <laughs> no. you can't pass anyone on them stairs well i've watched videos of people going up the stairs as normal anyone out there is going down them walking down them. So, I, used to, I, used to, um, I used to run from the office through the botanic gardens round to kangaroo point and I used to do like reps up the stairs. Loads of people do it, but you come in an evening or during the day, those stairs are packed because people are doing reps, sprints up them and jogging back down up, but they're only narrow. They're not even a metre wide. Yeah. yeah. They'll have it to remind us, Steve, for the race. at kickboxing, we used to do the, um, they should, yeah. But you finish in all different times. It's like, you know, yeah. you, you could be like 10 minutes, 20 minutes apart. Um, you remember at kickboxing, we used to do the stair run. Up and down the stairs at Tillins and Stevens, there where, where we had gym kickboxing. We used to do stair runs right to the top, so like six floors. You do about 20, 
20 steps per floor. So that was a fair old number of steps. I don't remember that. Was that in England or? Yeah, in England, but you might not have. um, Oh, no, I do remember. Yeah, yeah. I just go back to thinking when I finished the Noosa 50 and then we went back into Noosa and the accommodation was that we had to go up a fair few stairs. And I was like, the agony I was in then. So let alone 116 Ks in your leg. But my plan this week was to bump back up to 50 K. Now I'm just going to do 5K increments every week. So I go 50, 55, 60, 65, then 70, 70, and then start dropping down 60, 50, 20. What do you think? Oh. So if I do three 10K runs this week, plus do the 20K on Saturday at um, at Bunya Forest, that will get me... I might do some of that split, like 5K in the morning, 5K in the evening, and do some of that. Um time on your feet like go kufa and just do three four five hour walk run that's walk run yeah yeah and i think that's what i might book in maybe um not saturday uh coming next weekend but the saturday after i might go and bash out a, i've written some loops and put them over um just find some 20 25k loops um out there i know so i know like you like some good ones out at Kufa. Of June, the fifth of June on the Sunday, I've got the thirty-two k that we're doing. The uh, if anyone's interested, go um, trek to health. There's the Kokoda ninety-six kilometer trek on. You do it in teams of two to twelve, and there's three of us doing it. So between us, we do uh, ninety-six kilometers. That's thirty-two kilometers each. So that'll be uh, four laps each of Agra uh, Reservoir, um, and that's for trek to health. So if anyone's interested and wants to do that, uh, if there's a team of 12 of you, then you only do one lap. If there's a team of six of you, then you'll do two laps. Um, and it's $96 uh, is just fundraising. So there's no entry fee. You just have to fundraise $96. You get a fundraising page. Um, and I've basically covered that with just sending an email to everyone at work. So it's pretty, pretty um, achievable. I think if you raise $250, you get a free T-shirt, $500, you get the really nice weatherproof jacket um, and that. So if anyone's interested, cool. we're um, a good little eight, eight K course. Um, so that'd be 32 K that week. So that'd be good on that weekend. I should mention that um, on the 22nd of May, um, we're looking like doing a group run down at um, Sandgate and have a bit of a, uh, like a bit of food and coffee and stuff like that after it. Um, probably do it around 7am, not too early. Big playground right where we're starting for the kids. So you can bring your kids. We were probably running like a five and a 10K. And the, the 5K where would just at? turn around. At, it would start at Decker Park. It's a Where's nice that? and flat um, suburb course at Sandgate. Right. And um, yeah, it's it's perfect for you. You can, uh, there'll be, couple of people there to watch the kids and stuff they can play on the playground and we're all going to run so we'll probably run like a 10k loop and a 5k loop so the five they're both just out and back loops so the 5k will run from decker park probably turn around near the swimming pool at sandgate and the 10k will run right to the jetty at the other end and turn around and come back just nice and casual easy pace um depending on how many people come we might have like a faster group and a slower group. So we'll, um, we'll put that all over the uh, Instagram page and on our personal Instagram pages. So um, if anyone's interested, um, that'd be a good, 
good Sunday morning run if you're keen. So we'll post a bit more about that later. Yeah, great. Anyway, post that on Instagram. Yeah, Follow us on Instagram. Insta. Yep. Yep. Anyone else got anything they want to talk about? No. Oh, we might as well wrap it up there then. That's good. Another big week ahead of me. Big week this week. Yep. I've got how many K's another... this week? You aiming for? Um, I th- it jumps up a bit, so be probably. I'll delete. Do you think if I'm doing a hundred and ten K race? I should at least in one of those weeks do 110 kilometers, even if it's just during the week. Yeah. I would try and just like ramp it up week by week by week by week. I don't want to go more than, oh, it's 10% they reckon, but. Like we were talking this morning on that run and I was saying to Steve Sparling that my best performances last year came when I was doing a 5k recovery run in the morning after a hard session. So like whatever I had planned the next day for the afternoon, I, I just got up early and run like 5K really slow. Like, you know, yeah. sort of six minute Ks just around the block, even like 3K, 4K, like it just, I, my body seemed to respond to that really well. And plus it bumped all my weekly Ks right up as well. So that when you were saying about your treadmill, Nath, I was thinking that's probably a good idea. You can run 5K well, I don't on the run, treadmill every day. It's going to really help I don't you. run faster than six minutes a K anyway. When oh, but if you're running on, like, do, if you're yeah. running down at Sandgate on a dead flat path, I'm sure you would. Yeah. yeah. But if, if you were to run on your treadmill and do like that. Six extra, minutes a K. Yeah, like five, do a couple of four, 5K runs in the morning. Really, I reckon that would really help you. Yeah. Just add the Ks up, didn't it? Yeah. And just seems to like pump all fresh blood into your legs and you you seem well, I seem to get be ready to go better over the afternoon, not so stiff and stuff. Mm. Yeah, I might give that a go, see how it goes. But yeah, this oh, week no. coming, I've got um yeah, I've got a session. Then on the Sunday I've got two two and a half hour run with some um with some hard work in the middle. Cool. But we'll talk more about that next week. Let's do it. So, yeah. All right. Have a good week. Yep. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yep. Thank you. See you later. Yeah, dude. All right. Have a good week.